Welcome back to another episode of Nutrition Spot Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to manage your kids' Halloween candy. Halloween's right around the corner. We get lots of questions about this, and it's a really fun topic. And if you're on yeah. YouTube, you can see that we're dressed in costume. <laughs> sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Halfway. I have a witch hat on. Shana has little cat ears. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Halloween candy. Oh, man. Nothing, I feel like, triggers a parent, especially a parent who is health conscious, wellness conscious, um, dieting past, then your children coming home with a, a pillowcase full of candy and seeing it and seeing them like gobble it down, right? Like eating amounts that we're, we're not very comfortable with. It can be overwhelming. I don't know if we, we were, I don't know if we were planning on getting into it right now, but like, we're not comfortable with it in our generation, but Nikki yeah. and I, before we started the podcast, like when we were growing up, tell us if it's the same for you guys, like in the comment section, like our parents were super comfortable with us eating large quantities of candy on Halloween. Like it was yeah. so normal. It was never questioned. It was like, never it really like, any, oh my gosh. Like any holiday, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, like Halloween, like I asked Shana, I said, did you like, w- were you allowed to to have your own Halloween candy like in your room or whatever? She's like, yeah. And I was like, me too. And most most people our age that we talk to are like, yeah, I kept my Halloween candy in my closet or like I hid it under my bed away from my siblings, but like I had control over it. And mm-hmm. so something has switched in the last 20 years or 30 years that now you hear all these things on the internet, like do switch, which, or last year I saw people like sneaking and throwing their kids candy in the garbage and stuff like that. And, and it just like, it's shade of frown. Cause it is kind of heartbreaking. Not even kind of, it's really heartbreaking because your kid doesn't understand what they've done wrong in those situations, you know, like, cause they are very excited. You took them trick or treating, you know, they are so excited. They worked hard for that candy. And then all of a sudden they got thrown away. Or they have to give it to you and get a toy or whatever the switch witch is, you know, like we're not giving great messages there. So if you're on here because you're like, okay, that's me, I'm scared. Maybe you're not doing those things, but you're like, I definitely get nervous and and I'm like, okay, only two more, you know, only one more. You're like setting boundaries, then this podcast is for you because we want to ease ease your mind around it all and talk about what's actually going to be empowering for our kids. So how to approach, how to approach. I'm new this year, you guys. This is going to be the first year that uh, Grayson's going trick-or-treating. I'm so excited to do it with him food freedom style. Um, and it's basically you give the control, right? You give the control back to them. You let them self-regulate. Yeah. Just ride it out. Yeah. And if you're, if you're seasoned to our podcast, the reason why we want our kids to be in control of their Halloween candy, especially the first couple days, is because we want it to be abundant, right? We talk a lot about scarcity and hyper desire and good versus bad foods, putting foods on a hierarchy. The minute that we are like setting firm boundaries around the Halloween candy and either not letting them have it or only giving them one or two or three when maybe they want more in that moment, then we're, we're fueling, we're fueling that scarcity. We're fueling that hyper desire and we're 
we're fueling them to be obsessed with those foods. And so if you're listening to this and you're you're like, but if I don't do that, they're asking for it all the time. It's actually the other thing that's happening. It's because of the rules and boundaries that they're asking for it all the time. We want to pre- we want to prevent that or stop that by giving them full control. And when we say this, like, yes, they're going to eat a shitload of candy (laughs) the first couple of days. They will. But that there's so many great learning things that come from that. They get to learn what feels good because when they eat 30 chocolate bars that first night, they're not going to feel so good, you know, and they're going to learn if they eat all their candy in two days. Oh, no, my candy's gone. When they're like Mm -hmm. crying to you, well, I don't have any candy left. Well, sorry, Bobby. Like you chose to eat it all in two days, so now your candy's gone. It's not your sister's fault who still has some. You don't, you know, you don't get stars because you decided to eat all yours. You know, very, very neutral, just like comments we can make to them to help them learn from their experiences around Halloween candy. How do you feel about <clears throat> if if someone's child doesn't have that like big big picture, like oh, I get to like manage this myself? And get to be able to have it later on if I save some. How, how do you feel about somebody potentially being like, oh, do you want to have some for later? You know, like those kind of like, are those supportive messages or is that yeah. going to trigger scarcity? How do I you think about that? So. Like, that's a great point. Like, if if we can talk to our kids about candy and about that kind of stuff, the regulation in terms of like not eating at all. So you get some for later paired with not eating at all so that you don't feel sick. You know, we can talk about those things with them from a very like neutral standpoint being like, wow, you really enjoyed a lot of candy tonight. But remember, if you want to enjoy candy tomorrow, we don't want to eat it all tonight, you know, and like or something like that. Or like, how are, how are you feeling? Like get them to do the pause. How are you feeling right now? Wow. What one was your favorite? Do you feel like your tummy hurts at all? Are you feeling a little funny from eating so much, kid? Not so much, but from eating all your favorite chocolate bars or something like that, you know, like maybe we could take a little break and come back or like, you know, just very neutral, not being like, okay, you only, you only have one more. There's no assessment around it. You know, we're done. It's just, they get to make the final decision, right? Yeah. It's just like supportive information that maybe they don't see yet because they're learning life. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. But they get to ultimately make that decision. If they're like, yeah. no, I'm just so into it. I'm going to eat this. Then we have to be prepared to be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Because really, again, the like them eating a ton of candy, that's our fear. Like that's, you know, when you talk about like our inner be- learn behaviors and thoughts around food, like we're projecting our feel- fear onto them about whatever it might be it could be that they'll gain weight or that they won't be healthy you know like really trying to be really honest with ourselves like what's this fear but in reality when we let go of those fears that aren't necessarily true again we we say a lot of these things in our head that aren't actual fact what is like the big issue if our kid eats even for a week like if they got enough that they ate a lot of candy for a week in the big picture if we're providing a house full, a hold of like offering a balanced foods and meals on the regular, like what's a week of them overindulging on Halloween candy? Nothing. If especially if it teaches them 
really important skill that they need around food and candy. This is a really fun exercise too, if you're new to food freedom and you're even working on your own relationship with food, because kids can be so intuitive um, just to watch how it unfolds, how they're just uninterested day three. This is a, just an example, like the the numbers. I feel like arbitrary. day three might be early. It'd be, I really? think, you know, oh yeah. I don't know. No? Um, and just when they start to, you know, Nikki always talks about like offering treats with dinner, you know, when they start to actually choose the tomato over the chocolate bar, like I've seen Nikki's kids do this. My kid does this already. Um, <clears throat> so when foods become like just really neutral and abundant and available to see that intuitive body ability to navigate food, um, eventually it really does start to shine through. It's going to be fun for everyone to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to say too, um, I think with older, just going back to our past, I think with older kids, when, when foods are neutral, that's important. The, the specialness is an attribute to why we wanted to save it. Nikki and I were savers. Like, of course we ate some and we traded and it was fun, um, the first night, but we, it was so special to us that we, because it was just an exciting holiday, right? Like it's a, it's a fun memories, everything. This is, it's special. Um, and I was like this with like special things all through my life, like stationary, even like I would be like, Ooh, this is so pretty. And then I would save it. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not just food. And so it would sit under my bed and six months later, <laughs> I just want to throw it out. Cause I was so over it. And of course I would eat pieces here and there, but I, as a little kid, I was able to do that. And so giving our kids like more of that yes. benefit, the tr- like it's a gift for them to be able to, to, to build that trust and self-regulation. It's a huge yes. gift. Yeah. Like for me, I would, I would sort them big chocolate bars, little chocolate bars, suckers, you know, all the like different categories and then eat some of my favorites, but yeah, save the fav- save favorites. I would like set my own rules around it. I'd be 100%. like, I could take the, you know, two to school, kind of three after school because I wanted it to last a really long time. And then yeah, lo- lots of times I'd forget about it. Once my favorites were gone, you know, then it really just like would sit in my closet and then Oh, it's bringing me back. Really nice <laughs> memories, like really good memories. So yeah, I th- and again, I just it, like it's treasure, right? It's not the fact that it's sugar, you guys. It's treasure. Like, of course, yeah. the food's enjoyable, and it's that, but it's not the only. Like, I had all we had treasures as kids, like rocks and stationery and whatever, right? It's just kind of in that category. And if you can get to that that mindset where all food really is neutral. And like Nikki was saying, like this little blip in their big life picture of having more sugar than usual, the body is so wise and it's going to start self-regulating. It's going to offset (laughs) that, you know, with like more cravings for protein and veggies later on. Watch it. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's funny because while I was sitting here and we're chatting, I'm like, okay, you know, we're saying give them full permission, but like, I know some people are going to be, well, what if they eat all the candy all day long and then not hungry for meals. So then I was thinking in my head, you know, okay, well maybe after like a day or two when they get to go crazy with the candy, maybe, maybe like, maybe if it's fine for your kid, just saying like, please don't eat any candy an hour before dinner or whatever, just because I want you to be hungry for your meal. But then I was also thinking about my childhood. I'm like, I don't think my mom ever said, 
one single word about when I could eat that Halloween candy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? I want to introduce you to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast, a powerful resource to transform your life today. With expert interviews, practical tips, and inspiring stories, this podcast is your roadmap to lasting wellness. Here's what a listener has to say. I used to struggle with my health, but this podcast changed everything. It's like having a personal trainer, nutritionist, and life coach totally for free. With over 2,000 five-star reviews, we're a podcast you can trust. The Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, no, it was not a no. thing. I would love to know you guys if you're the same. Yeah. And it, it I, wasn't the same for myself, everybody. I want to be honest, like even as myself, I'm like, right. Oh my gosh. I, I, I know I have in the past just been like, tried to be, you know, like tried to be like, okay, like it's fine. Go eat some candy now, but just like not in a little bit because I do need you to be hungry for supper or whatever. And now I'm like second. And now I'm like, Nikki, no, I'm not right. going to do that this year. I'm going to just like, Okay. I'm going to like, and I will report back because I'm like, wow, thinking back to my childhood when I had full intuitive eating skills, when I never, you know, like food was just food. Yes. Yes. I love chocolate and all those things like any other kid, but like, yeah, it would naturally self-regulate it. My mom had zero involvement. Cool. Because that was my plan (laughs) to just be like, because I I was saying to Nikki before, like Grayson's two, this is maybe like weird for some people to hear, but he really does have full access to any food, anytime. Um, There's like sprinkles in the pantry, which he really loves and chocolate chips. And so if he sees them and decides that he wants them, sometimes he just pulls them out himself or he asks me like so far, the answer has always been yes. And so I think that I'm just going to do the same with Halloween candy. It's just going to be out or however he decides to store it. And it'll just be always a yes if he asks me and I'll just have it with meals. And like if it's meal time, here's my strategy. If it's meal time, it'll be like, yeah, come sit at the table. And I'll, and this is, I always have his like variety of foods available and just see how it plays out. You know, oh, do you want a bite of this? No, yes, you know, kind of thing. And, just really keep it super neutral um, and go Can from you there. please like film that and put it on okay. your Instagram? I would love to like, I think that would just be so cool for a lot of people to see and myself like, well, his bucket of Halloween candy is on the table during supper time. Yeah. And we're seeing how his meal goes, you know, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah. And he's someone that has, um, like, he seems pretty intuitive regarding if he eats too much of something, he gets pretty nauseous or like just weird new flavors because he's two, right? So it's like some of these things are unusual. So I feel like the message that I've been giving him so far is just like, remember to listen to your tummy, <laughs> you know, remember to listen to your tummy. Cause if he gets caught up with his cousins who are older, you know, eating like lots of jelly beans or something, it's not unusual. He'll get nauseous. Right. And so I feel like that's really good learning for him. I just kind of like let it happen. And like, yeah. He has a pretty big gag reflex. He always has <laughs> since he was little. And if he gets that like, <laughs> sorry guys, <Yeah. laughs> that feeling, yeah. then I'm like, oh, you know, your tummy's talking to you. Yeah. And then it has come back around where then he like self-regulates better the next time kind of thing. Yes. So me not controlling it, just letting him have that life experience and then watching how it plays out next time. And 
that's exactly how we learn intuitive eating as well. Right. It's like, we're like, Oh man, that did not go as planned. I don't feel good. (laughs) How am I feeling? How do I want that to feel next time? How did it lead? Why did it lead up to the me feeling not good? Really? Yeah. And so we're just learning our relearning our bodies, just like our kids are. Exactly. And again, if you're sitting here going, I don't know, I'm still like nervous about it. Here's a reframe. Candy and sugar are never going away. Your kids are always going to be exposed to those foods. And there's going to be a point where they grow to a certain age where you really have no control. Like right now, Grayson, my kids, I have pretty much 100% control of what they can eat. You know, like they don't have jobs and money and cars and stuff to go and do whatever they want with their money and buy food and eat whatever they want. So what skill do we want them to have? You know, if we are always thinking that we have to pull back, we have to limit, we have to take away, we have to hide, you know, all the all the candy and all the sweets or whatever we we deem as bad foods, what happens when the world opens up to them? You know, they they're going to have the experience of overeating the candy and the bad foods in quotation marks at some point in their life. So would do we want to do it when they're kids and they're young? And they get to learn to self-regulate early on in life so they don't have it when they're teenagers or in their 20s and they're in college. And it can actually turn into a long stemmed relationship with food because of all their internal programming they've got that's, these are bad, these are bad, we must limit, we have to restrict, you know, all these things that we struggle with as adults. Do we want it to turn into that or do we want to push through our uncomfortability and teach them the skills? Mm, That's so excellent. And I want to offer to you like these scenarios that have played out. So Nikki and I, I don't know if you know, but we were intuitive eaters. I was like till my late teens, twenties, when I started to have overeating and then, which is related to like more emotional. And then uh, I started dieting and then I became really food and sugar addicted. So the food rules is what caused that like feeling of like, I can't get enough. And we've talked lots about that. Um, And it wasn't until we undid all of those food rules and relearned our body that we became intuitive eaters again. So look at how our parents approached food, right? Our parents were just like, whatever. (laughs) I grew up eating like tons of like pasta, ice cream and cereal. Like, like that was pretty much my entire childhood. Anywho. Um, And so we have clients who didn't have the same upbringing. They either had parents that were really hyper-focused on health and were already restricting sugary cereals, as an example. Um, They never had access to sugary cereals as a kid. And then they come into our world as a client being like, I cannot keep a box of cereal in my house for a, a day. Like it's gone in a day if I let myself have corn pops or something. Right. And it's because of that rule. And so it's so cool how it's like food specific. If the rule is around cereal, (laughs) sugary cereal, that's what they're addicted to. So it really is correlative cause causative. (laughs) Causative is not (laughs) a word, but you know what I'm trying to say? Um, Or if we have, if they had a childhood where their parents were very weight focused whether it was the doctors that told them to their their parents to be really careful about the child's weight or whatever terrible things, then you know they're they were being controlled regarding how much they were allowed to eat, not just Halloween candy, but all kinds of 
treats. And so they come into our world and they're like, I've never felt like I was an intuitive eater. And that's because again, the rules that were placed on them when they were young. So that just relates to everything that Nikki just said regarding the reframe of like, can we give them the tools now so that they can be those intuitive eating adults? Let me just break the cycle now. Yeah, exactly. And again, if you're someone that's never done that before, and this is, and you are someone who does kind of keep a rein on what your kids eat. And again, that's not like coming from a place of heart. Like we all know that comes from a place of love. I mean, we haven't said that in this podcast and I probably should have said it earlier. Like none of these things that we do as adults, we're like purposely trying to do something mean to our kids or affect them we're as literally adults. literally trying to do the right thing, right? We're trying to do the right thing, what we've been taught we needed to do yeah. as adults. But but now it's like it's coming around again where we're like, oh, this is actually not helping in the way that we thought it was. And so that's why yeah. Shane and I are here to like open those doors and just like show you what we could do to like foster that relationship. But if this is your ch- child's going to be their first Halloween where they get full control, like they're they're most likely going to gonna overdo it. So just be prepared for that and be prepared to feel uncomfortable and just, you know, walk away or whatever you need to do to like reframe, reframe. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay if they eat a lot of candy. It's okay. This is how they learn, you know, like just, and you might be thinking they're never going to they're never going to, they're never going to slow down. You know, it's been, it's day four and they're still eating lots. It's okay. It's still okay. It's going to happen. And the more often we can do the abundant thing, the better it will get. So then if you're, if you're feeling that when I say abundant thing, you know, Christmas is coming up, maybe have a bowl of Christmas candies always on the counter, you know, on the counter or be, get, comfortable with putting plates of cookies on the counter all the time on the regular things like that the more we can keep them in that state of abundance the hyper desire will come down it will get better <laughs> it will i don't know if this is helpful for anyone too but i am um, when i was learning intuitive eating i really needed to when we don't have control over something, do you guys get angry in- inside? Like I used to, because I used to be such yes. a control freak. Yes. And so if it's not going as you pictured it, like if it's day whatever, <laughs> you're starting to get annoyed because they're on sugar high. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I, we don't want to like offer parenting advice, but my strategy would be to keep my own internal frustration and, and anger in check and not take it out on them in the sense of like, yeah. well, it's because you ate all that candy, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. And just really just try to keep our internal triggers, just observe them and try to like breathe through them. Um, yeah. Anytime we have those like feelings, it's because, and this is like, I would, I'm saying this to my previous self, it's because we're not where we want to be yet, but just noticing that feeling and keeping it in check and then being like, okay, breathe. How is this moment right now? Is it really the worst? And just like really settling into like, okay, actually it's pretty great. The world's not ending. Just like reminding my head can bring so much magic back into life, richness, and just influence how we are around our friends and family. And anyways, exactly. that's just a little tidbit that I needed to hear back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think did we topic. say everything we wanted to say? Yeah. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. 
No, I have it all on my checked <laughs> off on my list. <laughs> Perfect. So yeah. yeah, so ignore those videos on Switch Witch or Trash Can Witch or whatever they are. <laughs> you know, don't don't trade your kids' candy for money. It's just making it more desirable because you don't you don't trade their broccoli for money. <laughs> Right. I was looking at an old switch which reel I did back when reels like first started and that's what I said in it. And I was like, you don't pay your kids for their broccoli. <laughs> like, right. Oh, yeah, it's true. You know, like we don't. And so keep it's almost like if you it. want them to start eating the broccoli, you'd start doing that. <laughs> yes. That should be our like, here's our incredible system of how to make your kids eat vegetables. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell them you'll pay them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, make broccoli scarce. Yeah, make broccoli scarce them. <laughs> they can't eat it. <laughs> oh. oh, it's true though. Okay, so yeah. Grayson has an egg allergy. And so the other I guess last night I was eating salad with um uh Caesar dressing on it, which has egg yolk. And yeah. so I have this big ball bowl of salad uh, with with Caesar dressing on it, just out of reach, right? Because I don't want him touching it because he's got an egg allergy. What does he do? He like leaps out of his chair and like takes <laughs> like a huge handful of this like lettuce. Yeah. Right. And so like he can't have it. So what does he want? He wants the freaking lettuce. So yeah. he like washed his hand and gave him a big chunk of lettuce. And yes. he loved an egg it. free dressing or something. Yeah. Yeah, with egg yeah. free dressing. <laughs> he loves Perfect. it. Aww. Um yeah. So honestly, awesome. scarcity just makes us like want it. Or just yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Good topic. Awesome. Yeah, we'll let us know. Next week. Yeah. Let us know how this made you feel. If you have questions, reach out to us. And yeah, share this with another mom who might find it interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Happy Halloween, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>